Wildcard Friday, we're back with Illuminati Mike for part four of the ongoing saga, Unearthing Hidden Truths, and dare I say, Illuminating the Darby Cast Doctors, Kyle, little play on words, Illuminati, Illuminating, you get it. And without further ado, here he is, Illuminati Mike. And let me just kind of segue into the next hour and say, this is Illuminati Mike, part four. We are picking back up off of Stanley Kubrick's Eyes Wide Shut. We are into child sacrifice, cannibalism, pedophilia, and QAnon, and all of those things intersection point and boy, am I just expecting a knock at my door and a, <laughs> sir, it's over. It's, you're done, fella. The podcast is over. You can't talk about this stuff. You can't. But Mike, let's talk about it, I guess. I think that's the thing to do, right? So it's a reverse attack. They're taking their lifestyles, those who control corporate control media, and they are using it as a weapon against the president. They, they're taking the knowledge of their rituals, their sacrifices, their lifestyle, and associating it with our president. And the common man knows nothing of this. So when they hear just by association that the president could have anything to do with this, they are now using it as a weapon of war. When is their lifestyle, not his? The whole Epstein mm -hmm. disclosure mm -hmm. and the Ghislaine Maxwell. Mm -hmm. You know, one thing that I have wondered, and I always call me the eternal skeptic, mm -hmm. is when things are out there in the open, in fact, the corporate media and, you know, whatever else you want to call it, be it on social media, it's right in the forefront where they're saying, look at this, look at this, look at Epstein, look at look at Ghislaine Maxwell, look at all these people. Is that to draw people's attention away from a larger issue and say, oh, it was just this small group? I think the biggest question that I've had relative to these things, and I think you introduced me to a lot of these concepts years ago, and I was kind of well, to put it like it was, I was just mind blown. I was just like, whoa, this stuff's going on. And you were like, yeah. But I think the question is not if it's going on, because it sounds like it is. Mm -hmm. But how rampant is it? Is it a widespread thing? That's the scary part, I think, for a lot of people. Completely widespread. Matter of fact, as, uh, as an actor... I am glad that I did not see my pursuits fulfilled in that regard. I have been invited to not one, but several groups like this. And boy, am I glad I didn't go. Right. So it's all throughout Hollywood. I won't say every star, every upstart who wants to be a famous actor uh, or actress I wouldn't say they're, they're all involved because some have passed on that, but that is 
the culture. That is just a part of the culture if you want to be successful in your career. Well, how many people, I mean, it's a numbers game, right? How many people in the world, right? Because Hollywood is, uh, it attracts people globally. Yes. How many people would love to be in the movies? How many people would love to be a star? How many people are talented enough to be great actors? You'd have to think that there are tons of people with the talent to be great actors. That's right. But they would have extreme moral objection to the lifestyle. Right. And so that A list, B list, C list, D list, and you're right, it can't be completely through and through. But I would imagine that there is, I don't know whether you call it sexual bribery or just sexual favors. Like it's a, almost used as a quasi-currency. Exactly. That's My, just, more like it, right? Exactly. Just like the movie L.A. Confidential. I haven't seen that, and I feel like a bozo. You must see it. Okay. That's exactly what it's about, and it takes place in the 40s. Okay. But it shows you the ritualistic Hollywood lifestyle in the 40s and how actors and actresses would receive their dreams it always cost them something. Sure. Right down to eventually costing your soul. Oh, just the biggest thing ever. Okay. Because you have to put that up as collateral for the dream. I mean, find a successful person in this world who hasn't sacrificed something, and I'll show you somebody who doesn't exist, right? There is sacrifice and success, but mm -hmm. I don't think the majority of people are sacrificing their souls and saying, Hey, Satan, right. I would like to make a bargain with you. Exactly. I don't think it's worth it. No, it's not. It's not. But, but that's, that's just a reality of Hollywood. We are in one of the most crucial times of the history of mankind right now. And the 13 Illuminati bloodlines, as you know, are the global, Satan's global empire of bringing in that new world order. Are the 13 families, is that considered the black nobility? No. I get things mixed up, man. There's, I remember seeing a great chart many years ago that outlined the multiplicity of secret societies mm -hmm. and their hierarchy. And yes. you had, ultimately at the top, you had the architect, right? That's right. You've got that singular being, and we don't know whether that individual is male or female. And boy, would the would the women's rights people, would they just be like, yeah, chicks, if it turns out that the chick in charge of everything is, she's a gal. I don't know. I think, let me ask you this. At these ultra high levels of society, I feel like other forms of identity the pre-industrial identity that people seem to be so obsessed with these days, things like race, gender, ethnicity, everything like that. Yes. I feel like at the top levels of the hierarchy, boy, does that just not matter to these people at all. Or does it? It does, because their people are at the top level. And you don't get the top level unless you cooperate with the powers that be. If you don't cooperate, you get whacked. We know that from the trilogy of The Godfather. Who actually ran things once Michael Colleone started moving away from 
being a common, ordinary mafia hood, the way Kay put it to him, because that's the way she saw him. His own wife saw him as common and ordinary and a mafia hood. She didn't know that he was the Don. Okay. And as he started to move, clean up his life and move in to do business with the Vatican and the Pope, he found out the higher up he got, the more corrupt it was. When he started doing business with the Immobilari, which is an actual company called the Immobilari. Immobilari. The Immobilari. How do you spell that? Um, good question. We'll have to put Immobilari. that on Immobilari. <laughs> that is correct. They own the Watergate Hotel, where Nixon got popped for Watergate. They owned, to this day, if I'm not mistaken, they still owned the Watergate Hotel. So the higher up he got, he saw that the entire system was corrupt. Now, why would you not believe that? Because we're thinking it's a Christian organization. And it's not. The Knights Templar. The Knights Templar were extraordinary. They actually built their temple on the ruins of Solomon's temple, which was the richest king that ever lived. Right. Okay. Then later they became the Knights of Christ. Now they're the Jesuit order. So as Michael Corleone moved up into being sworn in as a Knights of Malta himself, okay, in Godfather Three, he was then an insider. So he went from having hundreds of millions of dollars, stepping away from the mafia lifestyle, all right? And he stepped into an even bigger mafia lifestyle. What a transition. And there's your, there's your transition. But he tried to clean up his act before the end. That's what confessing to the Pope at the time was all about, who ended up getting killed because he was a righteous Pope. Believe it or not, you could have a righteous Pope. All right. Yeah, the guy in uh, our current pope doesn't seem like a real pope. He is not. There is a black pope. They refer to him as the black pope. So you have a public pope, yes. and then you have a back office pope, front office pope, back office pope. Just like you have a front office president and a back office president, mm -hmm. including, including Congress and Senate, and they are located in Mount Weather, which is about 40 miles down the road from the White House. Mount Weather? Mount Weather. That is correct. So I've said this before on the Darby cast, is that American politics is a great show. In a lot of ways, it's tabloid level, he said, she said, and not a ton of substance to it. In fact, it seems more dumbed down than ever exactly. now. Exactly. And so what you're saying is that the real deals are getting done behind the scenes and that the people in plain sight are little more than actors. Correct. That's what they're put there for, to distract you. Why? Why is that so important? Because if we could unify, see the actual plan of attack, understand it in real time, we could pray against them and defeat them. What do you think Harry Potter was about? Sorcery, witchcraft, the whole shot. We can pray against that in the name of the prime, in the name of the prime creator. And guess what? They get defeated. That's why Moses 
one guy showed up to Pharaoh, the most powerful man on the planet at the time, and freed millions of slaves. So how does it relate to Harry Potter? I feel like I missed a step here. The sorcery, the power of the sorcery with Harry Potter. Harry Potter, they were showing you an entire culture, generations after generations after generations of Satanist. Are all wizards Satanists? All, yes, absolutely. So Harry Potter himself was, was a, a Satanist. Satanist. Exactly. But going after a bigger, better Satanist. Exactly. There you go. So he was like, let me parallel this with the rebellious <laughs> JFK, is he was born into it and he wasn't about it. He wasn't having it. Just like one of the young Rothschilds who was recently killed. About, uh, it's probably been about a year, two years, three years. Plane crash, right? Uh, I, one he, of the older he Rothschilds. Killed. He was killed in a hotel. I think he was strangled in a hotel. Now you're making me think of, uh, of Justice Scalia. When you say strangled in a hotel, that makes was, me think of- I think uh, it was strangled. The point being is, if you do not fulfill your evil destiny in your bloodline, you will be killed by your own. And that's what happened to JFK. He did not fulfill, nor did his brother, Robert. They did not fulfill their evil destiny. They got into the office. They had a change of heart, and they said, no, I'm going to clean this up. I want to do what's right by the people. What do you think the agenda was then? To depopulate, starting with the United States. What you see that we're up against right now, hydroxychloroquine works. Okay? It works. Donald Trump tried to present that from the onset. He did. He is not down with the vaccine initiative. You could tell the look on his face when he's listening to Dr. Fauci talk. The conspiracy is so huge, and he has taken such a stand, but they market character flaws. They market how he responds to this and how he responds to that. I look at the left-wing corporate control media, right? Mm -hmm. Owned and operated by the 000.009%. Mm -hmm. They're doing exactly what they're supposed to do, okay? Now, if we pray against them, a good friend of mine, she's into prayer chains. She even talks about, hey guys, let's do a prayer chain. Okay. Do you know how powerful that is? when righteous people pray to the Most High. That's why they conceal what they do. Because if we, if we had an inkling, just a little bit of a plan of what they were going to do next and we prayed against it, we could shed it all down. And this is what they know. Because the war is realm against realm. It's spiritual realm against realm. That's what it is. That's why we're here. So we want our audience not to be deceived. We have no agenda, okay? only salvation through free will, if you want it, okay? So they know this. There's more of us than there is them. We're more spiritual than them. They can't deceive us with religion anymore. I'm talking any religion. They can't do it. They know that we now know what the game plan is, and we can shut them down in their tracks, but we have to pray to do it. And so this crosses all boundaries 
of identity man woman black white asian there you go latino there everything there right go that's it is that there is a great unifying force <laughs> that's right that needs to be called upon to defeat the small small group so it's christians muslims jews yes hindus yes Coming because together. It, that's it. And by coming together, soon you're going to drop the religion. You're going to drop that because the relationships will supersede. My religion should not supersede my relationship with you. If it does, why would I need that religion? That religion is not going to love me back. That's what the 20 years plus being a leader, we were actually interns, okay, in the international churches of Christ. Right, in Poway. I remember you. There you go. I remember you telling me about Poway that. Unified, including Rancho Santa Fe. Okay, so it's Poway Unified School District, including Rancho Santa Fe. Isn't that when you met the Gates? That is actually went indirectly. I know of them indirectly. Right. So they were walking distance from my estate. Walking distance. Wow. As well as Evelyn Day Rothschild. So we all lived in one community. Now, what's the point? The point is that when you pray, when you pray, you ask the Most High for what you want. You ask him for what you need. We're not used to doing that. We're used to sitting down at the desk, coming up with a deal to produce some cash. That's really not cash at all. Okay, it's actually a debt instrument. It's a debt note. You know that, right? It's a debt note. Right. Okay. So, but we need it as a tool for now because we're in a satanic system. That's going to put you in bondage. That's what the protocols of the wise men of Zion is all about. They talk about purposely putting us into debt that we can't debt service the usury. That's what this is, this document right here. Well, if you're talking about the U.S. debt, uh -huh. paying the interest is no longer possible, so it's basically ballooning out of control. The, the IRS is collecting $48 million an hour in usury. That's not due to mismanagement. We've got the best schools. We have the best PhDs, educators on the planet. You mean to tell me we can't manage a dollar? So it's our debt is not because of mismanagement. It's because of usury. The Federal Reserve is a satanic order. They are a religion. Their UN building is the replica that we've talked about. In Brussels? Uh, in, yeah. Uh, the contemporary version, right? Yeah. Of the Tower of Babel. Now, that's how you know how unified they are. They're unified against us. Imagine, just imagine, if we unified and prayed against them, they would be done. That's how we actually cut their time short, because Christ talks about coming and cutting their time short. But the only way he's going to do that is we have to believe that he would come and cut their time short, because we would need a savior for this one. Because we can't, we can't service the debt. Well, you mentioned to me a long while ago, I think it's probably over a year ago now, that you first mentioned to me the Jubilee, oh. the 50-year... What, what a great memory. The 50-year Jubilee, right, is that you had um, seven times seven, 
uh-huh. times plus one and the fiftieth. You've been recalling everything. Man. I try my yeah. best, man. Yeah, that that there was holy gematria. Mm-hmm. Uh, am I saying that word right? The uh, which one? Gematria. Uh, I don't know, but the the fiftieth year would be a system it's, of it's, lending. It's actually every seven years you're supposed to forgive debt under the Hebrew jubilee. Ah, so it's like sounds great. So you have every seventh day is the Sabbath day. Every seventh year, you let the crops rest. You don't touch those crops. You don't work. The Most High is proving to you that in the six years up to the seventh year, you're going to do so well, you won't need to touch the land in seven years. Hmm. Then, right? Then every seven years, which is a Sabbath, which leads up to a Jubilee. So through the Jubilee, which Donald Trump knows about under Hebrew law, you're supposed to forgive all debts. You're supposed to literally forgive all debts. Why? Because you want your brother to be free to worship his God, right? You want him to be free to worship his God. So if he's bombarded by your debt, okay, he's not free to worship his God. That means his blood is on your hands. So if something were to happen to him in the process, right, while he's servicing your debt that you could have forgiven in that seventh year, right? then his blood is on your hands. That's Hebrew law. So that's what you see right now. Now, Trump knows this. Trump knows this. Trump is, he's a tactician. I understand, I understand his character. I don't even trip with that. You get people who just don't understand politics, just don't understand what kind of man you have to be to deal with both sides. Mm -hmm. And that's what he's doing. He's dealing with the same hidden hand Ronald Reagan dealt with, Martin Luther King dealt with, Malcolm X dealt with, uh, Robert F. Kennedy dealt with, um, Medgar Evers dealt with. All these guys weren't afraid to take a stand. They knew that they had to take a stand because they were chosen to do so. Pretty soon, your life, your life is crap unless you take a stand. When you finally know what to do, that's your time to do it. So how could you give up doing what you know you need to do to save other people just so they can have the knowledge that they need to survive? Because that's going to be your account. Let's just say you were to go before the Most High, right? You don't take a whole religion. You don't take a congregation with you. It's just you and him. So you have to give an account. You're, everything that you've got is on the line right now. Everything. Hmm. Spiritually, physically, financially, who you are, who you're going to become. You've got your whole life ahead of you if we do something about it now. Yeah, what's at stake? Just the future of <laughs> the world and my soul and your soul and everybody's soul. It's just casual, man. It's Come no, on now. No big deal. I love this, man. I love this getting into time. I love getting into this kind of this kind of depth. You remember when we started on just saying like, hey, what do you think about JFK? And <laughs> and boy, do we just take it cuts and cuts and cuts deeper. I they, love it. They are scared to death because this is actually our time, not theirs. So they knew this. That's why they presented the social media. Social media is enough to distract us, just just that alone. Okay, so we're we're not as spiritual as we need to be. We don't 
seek spirituality like we need to, et cetera, right? So if you just took down the social media, let's just, just put it away for a moment, right? While you're doing your work, while you're working on your goals, if you just set that aside, it's hard to do because you need that phone. You're talking on your phone. You're doing deals on your phone. Everything happens through that phone, mm -hmm. okay? So they knew this time would come. If you look at 1993, the Demolition Man with Wesley with Wesley Snipes, Snipes and man. Sylvester Stallone. Uh -huh. Look at that movie, and you will see the Illuminati running everything. I love that movie. You've got the real people living underground, and you've got the rich sociolites living above ground. There you go. Living that hoity-toity lifestyle and going to the last remaining vestige of culinary excellence from years past, which Taco was Taco Bell. Bell. Taco Bell. Wow. You, you've got a... I, yeah, Simon Phoenix was Wesley Snipes' character's <laughs> name. Uh -huh. Oh, listen, man, I know that movie well. I'm surprised you brought it up. That movie is exactly... That's, what, 27 years ago. Right. That movie is exactly exactly the way the United States is right now, right down to inserting chips in your right hand. That's exactly the way America is right now. And why? Why is that important? Because the Illuminati is sponsoring Wesley Snipes to be bad. That's a sponsorship. So you're sponsoring Black Lives Matter. Okay, that's the Zionist sponsoring Black Lives Matter, sponsoring LGBT, sponsoring the Black Panthers, sponsoring NAACP. Why? Because these people don't have their own money to wage the war that they're waging. That's an interesting point and a valid one where you wonder, you know, it's probably around 80 days plus of protests in certain cities, sustained protests, and you wonder, wait, where, how are these people doing it? How are they how do you do something for 80 days and not run out of money? And exactly. It's fascinating to me. One question that I had for you, Mike, is you talk about things in religion. You talk about race. How do you reconcile if somebody came to you and they said, hey, you're speaking ill of uh, Zionists. That makes you anti-Semitic. What would you say to that? I would say to them, brother, come sit down with me. Let's look it over. So I would use their book in that case, okay, which would most likely be the Babylonian Talmud, okay? In the Babylonian Talmud, Christ is boiling in excrement. What that tells me is, of course, that if you take out, if you, let's say you take out the Savior, let's say you take him away, okay? And there is no savior. Okay. So under Hebrew law. So basically Acts the New Testament. Yeah. Let's just Acts the New Testament, the son of God. Let's just get rid of him. Okay. Well, just for understanding here. Hypothetical. Uh, yeah. Well, no, no. Let's just say we're going to get rid of the son of God. There is no God. There is no son of God. Right. And there is no such thing as salvation. Well, the Torah is the Old Testament, correct? Correct. Torah and Tanakh. Okay. Uh-huh. So the, the first five books of Moses, consisting of the Torah, right? And then you have the Tanakh, which is the book of the prophets. Notice the prophets come along and say exactly the same thing, and they're stretched out from 400 years to 200 years to 500 years to, but they all come say the same thing. 
flee from the land of the north, they say. Okay, I'll break that down in detail another time. But in the book okay. of Jeremiah, chapter 16, he shows you the bloodline that comes up out of Egypt. They come from Egypt. They're led into the land of milk and honey, which was known as Masala in Jerusalem, also known as the kingdom of heaven. Mm -hmm. Remember Jeremy Irons' movie, Kingdom of Heaven? Yes. Okay. So when you die, you don't go to heaven. Heaven comes to earth. Jerusalem used to be heaven until our forefathers began worshiping other gods. He says, okay, you want to worship other gods? I'm going to send you into a land where you can worship other gods all day. Where do you think that is? Right here in America. He says, I'm going to send you into another land where you can worship other gods of wood and stone. Wood, Christianity, stone, Islam. And you can worship other gods all day long. There's your verification that we're here worshiping other gods. Okay? So, in that, the prophets say the same thing from Isaiah, Jeremiah, Hosea, Amos. They all consistently say the same thing. Jeremiah, specifically, he talks about fleeing from the land of the north. Fleeing from the land of the north. Now, why would I need to do that? Because they're trying to warn you that the last of the polytheistic empires is going to be destroyed. Hmm. And they're consistent with that without going into scripture after scripture after scripture, right? So if the last of the polytheistic empire is to be destroyed, mm -hmm. that being the United States, yes. are we living through that destruction as we speak? As we speak. And so, okay. All right. As we speak. All right. Yes. Um, We're living a... through it as we speak. But Okay. But so what, is, what does one do? So say you're listening to this podcast and you're driving and you're like a little alarm. Right. You and I have had conversations like these. And so I used to get pretty startled from time to time. I've now come to... Simply, simply accept the things that get thrown out and yes. have have a discussion about them. But we've discussed the why, we've discussed the what, yes, and I believe we've discussed the how a little bit as well. Yes, we have. But one thing that I think people are curious about okay. is, okay, how do we move forward? What's the game plan? What is yes. the roadmap? Can you give any kind of indication yes. as as to what the path is? Here it is. Here it is. Oh, oh, in, okay. In, in, in rep. <laughs> Here it is. Yeah. Here it is. No big deal. And and just to verify the time that we're in. Okay. Here it is. In Revelations chapter 17, verse 10. And there are seven kings, five are fallen, and one is and the other is not yet come. And when he cometh, he must continue a short space. So I'm earmarking who that king is. Okay. Now I turn the page. I go to Revelations chapter 17, 17. For God hath put it in their hearts to fulfill his will and to agree 
and give their kingdom unto the beast, until the words of Ahiah shall be fulfilled. Verse 18. And the woman which thou sawest is that great city, which reigneth over the kings of the earth. Who is that great city? The greatest city of all time. The greatest city of all time? New York. Is There you go. Is that it? That's it. You got it right. That's the great city. Is the U.S. viewed as the entire city, or are we talking specifically a city within the United States? The U.S. is actually viewed as the entire great city. Okay. But New York, why New York? Because you have the world court set up there. You have the UN building. You have the Statue of Liberty. So symbolically, yes, that is the great city. New York is the great city. Uh -huh. But compared to the glory of the Chaldeans and the great Babylonian empire, America is the great city. Okay. Okay. Who sits on many waters, which is the Pacific Ocean and the Atlantic Ocean. Right. So I just earmarked the person, the great king, who had not yet come when this was written and shown to John, the revelator, who was Yeshia's best friend, okay, Christ's best friend. Mm -hmm. This was all shown to him, as well as to Daniel. So these prophecies line up, okay? Now, you asked for what is the outcome, right? I'm saying what's the path forward? Because we've talked about mm -hmm. so far on the podcast is mm -hmm. getting together with your loved ones mm -hmm. and friends and family. That's right. And how do people move forward knowing that there is a collapsing empire um, falling down around them? And I think <laughs> I think what's really interesting is that is that some people are still in somewhat of a state of denial. There is a seductive there is that temptation yes. to say, oh, no, 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 no. Things are just going to, there's going to be a snapback effect and everything's, the virus is going to go away and everything's going to be, mm -hmm. it's going to be back. To, yes. It's going to be football <laughs> season. It's Everybody's going to go to school. We're going to go to prom. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's quite happening like that. We're in trying times, but it's all to shape us, is to shape our character. Okay. We're at war. So. This is the time when soldiers become the best soldiers they're ever going to be. We're going to make it through this, but I want to make sure you understand how this is happening and who's causing it. Okay? Check this out. And then I'll go right into addressing how we're going to make it better. I like okay? that. All right? Perfect. Now, in Revelations chapter 19, verse 2, For true and righteous are his judgments, for he hath judged the great whore. Who's the great whore? Babylon. There you go. Which is the U.S. USA. The great whore, the USA, who sits on many waters. Boy. Synonymous with the great city. Okay. Which did corrupt the earth with her fornication and hath avenged the blood of his servants at her hand. Do you understand what's going on here? Just fill me in. Okay. So this is the Most High avenging his servants, the blood of his servants, okay, consisting of you and me who uphold the laws, statutes, commandments, covenants, okay, but who have been taken out in Babylon, who have been sacrificed in Babylon, okay? I'm talking since the inception of Babylon. 
the U.S. He is avenging his servants by taking out the great whore. Do you see that? So that's what this is all about. That's why he's bringing it down. That's why he put it on the hearts and the minds of the ten horns who will wage war against Christ, but they will be defeated. Here it is. Who are the ten horns? The ten horns are the ten kings of Europe who will hate the whore and burn her with fire. Okay. Here we are. Just one second. Let me take you there. Okay. Believe me, this gets better. Okay. It's great. Oh, that, it's, <laughs> this does. It really does. It really does get better. Okay. Here we are in Revelations chapter 17, verse 14. These shall make war with the Lamb. And the Lamb shall overcome them, for he is the Lord of Lord and King of Kings. And they that are with him are called the chosen and the faithful. Okay? Right. Here we are. And he saith unto me, The waters which thou sawest, where the whore sitteth, are peoples, multitudes, and nations, and tongues. Further verification of the culture, the nationalities here in Babylon. Okay. Mm. So you know where we are. We're in the United States. Verse 16. And the ten horns which thou sawest upon the beast, these shall hate the whore and shall make her desolate. What are we seeing right now with COVID-19? It's making what? It's causing what? Desolation. Look outside. How many people are out there walking around? Not many. It's becoming desolate. Look at the rest of the United States and storefronts where stores used to be. I mean, it used to be epicenters where people shopped and they were everywhere, especially during the summer. Right. What's happening? Desolation. I mean, I'm seeing pictures of that great city, New York, and seeing uh, Fifth Avenue shops yes. boarded up. And it's, yes. it's eerie is what it is. It's eerie. And you're right. It's a lead city. So I see New York. I see lead cities uh, starting with that one, right? Like Rodale Drive in Beverly Hills. Sure. Boarded I, up. I see. Uh-huh. Desolate, right? Here it is. Now, this is the time that we're in, and this is how we know that we're in the COVID-19 time because COVID is, which is nothing but a cover, but it's making us desolate. Verse 16, and the 10 horns which thou sawest upon the beast, these shall hate the whore and shall make her desolate and naked and shall eat her flesh and burn her with fire. Oh boy, things to come, huh? Okay, now, this is what we have to understand about the polytheistic empire that we thought was a Christian nation. The Most High is treating it exactly like a polytheistic nation. If it was a Christian nation, he would have saved it. But it also says in the same chapter that I'm leaving right now, I tried to save Babylon. I actually tried to save it. But it is the spirit of every unclean bird. Every unclean and caged bird is there. So what's that? That's the practice of sorcery, witchcraft, idolatry. You understand? Yeah. Okay. Now, let's make it better. Here we go. Let's make it better. Yeah, I'm all for it. Okay. I think that's that's what everybody's looking <laughs> looking for is the way forward. Yes. Let's let's make it better. Okay. Now. 
And that's the key. Here we are in Isaiah chapter 56, verse 4. For thus saith the Lord unto the eunuchs. Now, you know what a eunuch is, right? Yeah, uh, dickless. There you go. Okay, seedless. You can't, you, you don't bring forth a seed. You can't bring forth a seed. Therefore, it's useless to circumcise you. So you're not of the circumcision. You're not of the bloodline. Get it? You understand? Check it out. Okay. Check it out. Okay. There's the emphasis. That keep my Sabbaths and choose the things that please me and take hold of my covenant. Okay. We're talking laws, statutes, commandments, covenants, right? Right. Even unto them will I give in mine house and within my walls a place and a name better of sons of daughters. Now, why is that significant? Because eunuchs can't have sons or daughters. Right. It's impossible. Okay. Well, what is the Most High telling you? He's telling you, if you do one of the least of my commandments... The Sabbath days are hallowed out for you since the beginning of time. Right. He knew that we would have to live through the strife and the grief and the danger. So he hallowed out one day that you can actually step out of it and take a break and move completely out of it. And then that would be your day to be thankful to him. Okay. Now, notice what day is the Sabbath day right now in this nation? Sunday. Sunday. Sunday is originated from Rome, the days of Rome, in the sun worship temples. So what happens on Sunday? You get no rest. You get no rest. You're running back and forth. You're going here. You're going there. You're taking the kids over here. You're taking over there, right? Getting ready for the week. Getting ready for the week. There you go. So Saturday is actually your day to rest from Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. If you want to go out Saturday night, go out Saturday night and have some fun. But Friday to Saturday, you're supposed to chill and actually rest and regroup. Okay. He's saying, if you can just do that, you will have a place inside my walls. You, you will have legacy, even though you don't have a seed. You so see you're significant... saying the way forward is to chill out on Saturday. To start with the Sabbath day. Okay. That's right. Just to start with the Sabbath day. Notice I don't take you through a bunch of religious you know, a demand, a list of demands. Like No, simplicity is key. Yes, just simple. It's just simply start with taking one day to appreciate your relationship with me, he says. And you, even though you can't have a seed, you can't have sons or daughters, but I'm going to give you a name as if it was a legacy that would last you forever. Now, why would he say that? Because he wants it simplified, number one. Number two, even though you're outside of the bloodline. Remember the, the children of the circumcision? Yeah. Right? Okay. So the prophecies are for them, not for the church. It's for those bloodlines. Now for you, let's say you're outside of the, of the bloodline, simply take the Sabbath day mm. and come to me. That's what he's telling you. And guess what? He's going to get you through this time. You understand that? Tell me, tell me what you understand. Tell me what you think. Okay, so you threw out some biblical verses like yes. you do yes. because we want our way forward to be rooted in biblical truth. Right, and, and not my opinion. Right. <laughs> so I appreciate that. And right. I think giving people 
a laundry list of things to do is totally a mistake. So I am on board with what you're saying, where it is a simple acknowledgement of saying, okay, this is where we're at, but these are the things that we've got. And we can be thankful, we can be grateful. One thing that I notice within myself is the days that I feel sorry for myself, which happen from time to time, unfortunately, are the days that I let gratitude go out the window. Boy. So it's a simple, it's a very, very simple concept, what you are proposing. Mm -hmm. And I try to do this on the daily, where the first thing I do in the morning and the last thing I do in the evening is express gratitude for the people in my life and the wonderful, not material things that I have, but spiritual things that I have, the connections um, and the purpose, everything related to, to that realm, the spiritual realm. And you're saying a great starting point is to dish out some gratitude, simply one day decompress, relax, and give thanks to the most high. Yes. It's just you and him. He hallowed this out before he created heaven and earth. Okay. Before he created heaven and earth. And who did he create heaven and earth for? For you. For you. So that's the key. Notice he didn't create, he didn't create churches. Now, he did create a ministry prior to Constantine, before Constantine infiltrated. We'll get to that another time. But for this session, we keep it simple, nice and simple. Kyle, have you been taking down all the notes of things that we need to catch another time? You have. Kyle, you are the greatest we'll, assistant. We'll get to that another time. You're the greatest assistant ever. Thanks, so, Kyle. So what's my point? My point is that the Illuminati Council on Foreign Relations Venetian black nobility, 5,000 secret societies, Satan himself cannot stop you once you show gratitude to your creator. He cannot shut you down. I'm just talking about one person. Now, when you combine your effort, when you combine your effort with your brother, because we all need help, we're all going through the same thing that you gave such a elegant description on, that these are trying times, trying times. So this is our time to get with him one-on-one. -on -one. The gratitude, as you express that gratitude to him, he comes back a thousand times. You won't believe it. I can't tell you how things are working out, regardless of the warfare being waged every single day how things are working out. I mean, great things that I go, wow, I just stand back and go, wow, because I know I didn't do it. So this is how he wants to come through for us, those of us who want a relationship with him. I'm not saying we're all great relationship people and everything's going to turn out okay just because we have a relationship. No, I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that's the start, as I read in Isaiah chapter 56, verse 4. Right. Well, I am also, I think, next steps after that gratitude 
you sort of mentioned it right there is that we can't do it alone. And so there's that spiritual element. And I think there's also a community element where certainly in the digital age, as we've been encouraged to delve deeply into our online identity, some of the things that have suffered most are our relationships with those in our immediate proximity, being our neighbors and our friends and family. And so I think that is an important rekindling, reconnection phase as well, is reestablishing bonds with those around you. Exactly. And saying, hey, things are a little bit wacky right now. How can I help you out? How can I help you? Mm -hmm. And we say that without saying that because it's about being there. Mm -hmm. It's about being there. It's about making yourself available to be there. It's about making yourself available to have one moment where you can tell your brother, man, I love you. You know, one of my buddies called me the other day, busy guy, you know him, busy guy. He's got phenomenal characteristics that I've adopted in my own life. He's that phenomenal. Mm -hmm. I know who you're talking about. And before he hung up, I said to him, brother, I love you. And that's what we need to do. We need to let each other know, okay? Because we don't know how long we got here, okay? We just, we just don't know. We have not a clue, okay? Because we're at war. But just to tell your brother, man, I love you. Just to tell your sister, sister, I love you, mm-hmm. okay? If you needed me and I can get there, I'm going to be there. That's what time we're in. And notice... Religion has nothing to do with that. Nothing. Because those religions are going to be destroyed on the mighty one's return. He actually goes into that. Those are going to be wiped out. Okay? So, the Revelations is a real interesting read, isn't it? Isn't it? (laughs) Isn't it? And when you read it, you go, you know, and I'm like, wow, man, we got everything on the line here. Okay? We got everything on the line. Literally. Right. And that should make me better, not worse. This ain't the twilight zone. This is my life. So I know it could be better because I'm willing to do the work. Right. And and I ain't afraid of it. So I still want to have a family. I, I still want to be a dad. Mm-hmm. I still have dreams, visions, hopes. And guess what? They're going to be fulfilled because I make that time to be grateful to him. And he shows up more than I can expect, exceeding my wildest dreams. When somebody, I get seven or eight no's and somebody calls me and says, hey man, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. Check this out. Okay. Boom. So I'm blessed. We're blessed. We're blessed to have each other. Look at where we live. Just outside is a beautiful view. Heck yeah. The Pacific Ocean. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Well, we've gotten into the spiritual realm and the spiritual foundations of struggling in a chaotic world. And I think that is the kind of thing that people need the most. Sometimes people will tune into the Darby cast and they will get a series of quasi-nonsensical stories and jokes from me, which 
I believe has its place. However, I love going to the spiritual place and the depth that we're going to. But as I mentioned in part one, the three conspiracies that people were requesting us to discuss the most, we got into JFK, moon landing and 9-11, still on the table. Still on the table, Michael. 9-11. And we are now entering... Hour number three. And I, it's so funny because I am as supercharged as the minute we started, but that will wrap for what is now part four of the epic dialogue with Illuminati Mike. And if time permits, we are now going to move into part five featuring 9-11. And that'll do it for Wild Card Friday. We'll be back next Friday for the dramatic conclusion of Illuminati Mike, part five of the series. Like this, share it, subscribe. I hate asking that. But you know what? We're going back to Fight Club. You can't show this to anyone. You're not allowed. Don't even... Fucking don't try it. Or Kyle's going to come after you. He's going to come after you. Or Kyle's going to come after you. You're going to wish you hadn't shared this. Darby Cast, Wild Card Friday. <laughs>